Hello and welcome to the weekly message podcast from Crozet United Methodist Church in Crozet, Virginia. We invite you to join us in person any Sunday for our contemporary service at 9.30 a.m. or for a more traditional service at 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org for further information. We hope you enjoy this week's message from Crozet UMC. Good morning. I'm, I'm here from Crozet United Methodist Church. I'm Sarah, the pastor here. And if you are watching, then you are part of our virtual church congregation today. This is not something we normally do. However, as we have been directed by our bishop, we are trying to do what is best and be proactive about limiting contact since so many people in the church have compromised immune systems or are ripe for getting sick on a good Sunday. We are trying to be good stewards of our people and ensure that everyone is able to be safe and thrive in the midst of this struggle right now with world health. So this morning, we are going to be doing some of the pieces of our worship service that we would do. Although our Lenten theme has been postponed and we are going to be talking this morning about faith and isolation. So I have a couple things that I want to share with you as we're beginning, and that is that you are welcome to continue your giving, especially if you are a member or a regular attender at our church. You can do this online. You can do it on our, web our website, crozetunitedmethodist.org. You can also send in your check. You can have it cut from your bank or mail it in, however you want to do that. But it is difficult if you're not physically present to remember to do it. So I want to encourage you to do that. The other thing is that if you have not been engaging with our prayer ministry, we have a very vibrant, incredible prayer team ministry here at our church, this is a perfect opportunity for you to do so. They would love to be in prayer with you and for you about anything. It doesn't have to just be about this that we're experiencing right now here in Crozet or in Virginia or in our country. You can ask them to pray for you over anything. And if you are at home, you might be thinking about things that you would like to have surrounded and imbued with prayer. And so we encourage you to do that. You can find them on our website as well. And last is that every Thursday at six o'clock, I run a Bible study. It's very interactive and engaging. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do it in the same way that we normally do. But come Thursday at six o'clock, I am going to be videoing and live streaming a different kind of study. It'll have kind of a different flavor to it, but hopefully it will be enjoyable, informative, and you'll have the opportunity to interact with it online. So we're going to commend that to you. And one of the things that our church is known for, if you haven't had the opportunity to be present with us in worship, is that we have a really large and vibrant children's ministry. So on Sunday morning, a whole gaggle of children usually join me down front for children's time before going to children's worship during the sermon. And today we thought it would be appropriate to give you a little flavor of that, especially if some of our children are watching. Over the course of Lent, we've had the children receive an object lesson every Sunday, usually coming in the form of an egg. They've been engaging with our dinosaur, our purple T-Rex over here, Lentosaurus Rex. And today you'll also notice that there's uh, pink pastor ceratops on the altar, and they are practicing healthy social distancing. So I'm going to put Lenosaurus back over here. They're keeping their distance, but they are deeply connected by the Holy Spirit, as we hope all of our beloved family in Christ are doing so. And while you cannot receive this egg today, I am keeping them all in my office. And when our worship resumes in person, I will have multiple eggs for your children because we won't be having live worship this Sunday or next Sunday. And so if we're able to the third Sunday, we look forward to receiving you. And I'll have three eggs for our kids, but the egg that we are talking about today includes this little 
telescope here. And it says, focus on Jesus. And the idea in Lent is that as we have been growing our prayer and our discipline in being prayerful people, one of the things that we're asked to do is pray in preparation to look forward and think about what it is that God wants us to do or accomplish in the future. And that future might be within the week. It might be longer term for us. And especially as kids, we tend to think about what am I doing as I'm growing before my next birthday. And so we're going to have these for you so that you can look forward and see down the road. We're not just a people of today. We are a people that look long into the future for we are hoping for an eternity with God and the kingdom to come. So we hope that this will be a reminder to our kids and a little bit of fun. Uh, sometimes I give the kids something really loud and noisy. Today, it's actually a quiet thing. So when they come back, they have the opportunity to engage a little more quietly than they usually do. But we are thankful for the opportunity to have children in our midst here at Crozet. And I can tell you that it does not feel the same without them. We miss them very much. So if you're one of our kids and you're watching, Pastor Sarah misses you. And I can't wait to see you when you come back. But before we move into our scripture text for the day, I'm going to invite us to take a moment and pray. And this might feel a little strange for you. You might be used to praying in person. I, I come from a tradition where we did pray in person, but I have a number of friends who have introduced me to praying on the phone. And today we're going to do it virtually. So I invite you to take a moment and let us pray. Almighty God, these are strange times. This is not something that most of us are familiar with in our experience and so we might be struggling with the difference, with a break in our routine, with the worship not feeling, looking, and being experienced the way we are used to. We ask that your spirit would strengthen us, that would remind us that you can overcome any trial or any tribulation, that there is nothing that separates us from you, even if we find ourselves separated from one another. Help us to use this time to be productive, to be proactive, and to be in prayer for all the ways in which you speak to us through the relationships that we have with you and one another, through your holy text, and through the gifts of the ministry of the church, we rejoice. May this be a time for us to grow closer to you, even if we feel far from one another. May it be so, almighty God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. So with our series... Pausing for Lent, we are shifting into a little sub-series here called Faith in Isolation. And our text this morning is coming from Paul's letter to the Roman church, chapter 8, verses 35 through 39, where it says, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this morning, I confess that this is really weird for me. I'm not used to preaching to a camera solely. I'm used to having a congregation be here with me, but I thought it was really important to be here in this space because this is the sphere. This is the environment and the realm in which I preach. And as there are just a few of us here in this space, it feels much more cavernous. It feels much more vast. 
Uh, I'm reminded as we were sitting here preparing, I've got my, my camera guy, I've got my sound guy, we've got just a few of us here, that we are not alone, that in this sacred space, God the Father dwells all the time because we have consecrated it and we have invited a piece of God to reside here. And then because we are gathered here in worship of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Christ is with us too. And the most blessed part for us as baptized Christians is that there's a piece of the Holy Spirit that lives within us and that we carry that Holy Spirit out into the world. And right now we find ourselves sequestered and isolated perhaps even in quarantine. And as we are in this state, we are reminded that that Holy Spirit is what is connecting us to one another, that the Holy Spirit in me is with the Holy Spirit in you. It's with the Holy Spirit that are in our family and our friends, our coworkers, our fellow students, our neighbors, and those with whom we have relationships that are so important to us. So it's really important for us this morning to rely on God to be our connector that God is the one that is uniting us in ways that we cannot experience fully yet. But on the other side of this time, we will surely be rejoicing that we have not had a complete loss of one another, that instead we are being held aside for a very important reason. And so one of the things that I thought of as I was looking at what we would think about today in the sermon was that we are not a people who are accustomed to being told we can't. We're not a people who enjoy being told that there is something that seems to be greater than our ability to gather for worship or to go to work or to go to school or to even enjoy the things that we normally do like shopping and entertainment. We are not a people who like being told no. The Bible is full of examples of this. But the one thing that kept resonating with me as I was preparing and praying after the decision came down from our bishop on Friday was that we are a people that have survived. We are, are a group of people that have been through pandemics and epidemics before. We have survived because our faith is greater than our fear. We have survived influenza pandemics. We have survived cholera. We have survived bubonic plague. We have survived Ebola in the recent past. We have survived so much. And the reason is that our faith is able to do things that our human body is not. Our faith is able to sustain and inspire. Our faith is bigger than, than a thought or an emotion. It is a connection to God and to one another. And when we stay secure and grounded in our faith, we are able to triumph over all things. I was shocked when the Soviet Union fell in Russia, and the very next Sunday, there were full worship services in the Orthodox Church. And people were saying, oh my gosh, look, Christianity came back out of nowhere. And no, that's not true. What happened was that the government had thought that they had killed or even suppressed to the point of complete atrophy Christianity. But it was not true. People were worshiping in small groups in their homes. They were worshiping in secret. They were holding on to their faith, their artifacts, their Bibles, their worship accoutrement. They were keeping it for the day when they would once more be able to worship. And we are like that right now. We are those who are holding on to the things that are so vital and vibrant in us and in our faith. And when the time is right and we are able, we shall come back together. We will have all the things that we treasure so much. And perhaps God will have, in a miraculous way, increased those things. That this is not the end. This is but a pause. Because nothing no earthly power, no earthly experience, no illness is going to be able to destroy our faith. 
It may delay our worship and our celebrations and our experiences for a while, but it cannot destroy them. And so we need to hear that and receive that this week. It's also very important for us to realize that as a people of faith, the world looks to us to make sure that we are providing some kind of moral grounding, some kind of ethical guidance. That's not just for clergy like myself. It's important for all Christians. We bear a mantle because people know throughout human history that we are those who are meant to be thoughtful and selfless. And so what does that look like when we are hearing overwhelming stories of selfishness, when people are engaging in things that are springing forth from panic, like hoarding and absolute loss of community and social responsibility. Instead, we are the ones that need to say, there is enough. We are the ones that need to say, I have some and I will share with you, just as Jesus invokes with us. If you have two cloaks, then you should share one. If you have multiple rolls of toilet paper and you are in need, then we will share. Those are the kinds of things that we can show the world that even when we are being intentional and thoughtful about not exposing people, it doesn't mean that we still can't reach out and care and love. And our church here in Crozet has been struggling with this. There are some things that we have just had to cease. Certain small group studies or certain ministries, like our preschool, is not able to meet right now. We're certainly not going to be exposing our children and our staff. But it doesn't mean that there isn't work to be done. And so even now, our staff and our teachers up in the preschool and myself have been working on packets to give to our families so that they can continue to grow in Christ's love and in wisdom and knowledge. There are other ministries that continue to seek to find ways to move forward, whether it's my Bible study or our worship ministry here, but especially mission work that is so vital. Our, our Grace Grocery Food Program feeds over 200 people a month. And something like this cannot mean that people starve. And so they've been working diligently with the Blue Ridge Food Bank to ensure that there are some practices or what can we do to still get food into the hands of the hungry. This is a time for us to use God's gift of a rational mind to figure out creative ways to do what needs to be done, but also to use prayer and holy conversation to discern what shouldn't be done. A lot of us watching are probably thinking we have healthy immune systems, we're going to be fine. And that's probably true. But the words that echo in my mind actually come from Paul's other letter, his first letter to the church in Corinth. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul says this, But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. Those of us who feel very confident in our body's ability to heal and to keep us safe and not to infect our families need to remember that not everyone is blessed with that physical health and that we don't want our freedom of movement to become a stumbling block or even a carrier of this illness. So I am encouraging all of us to be really thoughtful about continuing our isolation and our social distancing. Not to look at this as a vacation for those of us who will still continue to get paid whether or not we actually go into work or whether we look at this as an opportunity to enjoy two weeks of free vacation with children, but instead to be very thoughtful, very intentional, and to recognize that what is permissible and easy for some of us can have deadly consequences for others. We don't exist as individuals in the body of Christ. We are collective. We are something much bigger than ourselves. 
and every member of the body of Christ, even those that don't yet realize that they are beloved children of God, deserve to have an opportunity to grow into the future, to be safe and to be healthy. And this is a time for those of us that are already members of Christ Church to recognize that we lead from the front. We lead by showing people that we do believe that all are sacred and that their lives are of worth. So I encourage all of us to think very carefully about where we are going and what we are doing and who is being exposed and what kind of harm can come from that. This is not a time for panic. Panic causes us to lose the gift of our rational mind. This is a time for us to use the incredible gifts that we have developed through the use of our creativity and our rational mind, such as technology, digital technology, the internet, our forms of communication that do not require us to come into close physical proximity. This is a perfect opportunity for us to use all the things that are at our disposal in order to continue to do good works and maybe do some new ones. It's an opportunity for us when we're home to take a look at our homes and say, what is it that's here that I could be doing with my time here? Is it possible that we could take time to go through our closets and our drawers and, and identify things that are still in great use that other people might get use out of that we could donate to local organizations and charities so that they can be rehomed? This is a perfect opportunity for me to go through a lot of shoes and figure out what I can do with those. I'm going to be encouraging my son to look at some of his toys and to look at some of the books that he has and might others be blessed with those as he has been. I'm also hoping that we'll be thinking about ways in which we can continue to show people that we love and care for them. There are people in your life that you have not been in contact with because you have been so busy. Look at this sabbatical from our regular life as an opportunity to reconnect, to reach out through phone calls or through emails or even written mail taking the time to show people that when everything stops, I think about you, that you are so important to me. Because I know that when I have been sequestered in my home, and I don't do very well in my home as a bit of an extreme extrovert, I think to myself, there are so many people that I would love to be with, and this is not the time for, be, for me to be with people. It's a time for me, though, to still reach out and let people know that I love them and that I care for them and that they are very much on my heart and in my mind and that I am looking forward to the time when I can see them again. This is a time of great difficulty for some of our people. There are loved ones who are in uh, medical care facilities, nursing homes, assisted living, and in hospitals that cannot see anyone but those incredible health workers. That the ministry of healing is so vibrant right now because there are vessels that are willing to be bearers of the gifts and the graces of the great physician. And so we need to be rejoicing over those who are on the front line medically, the doctors and the nurses and the medical staff and the hospital techs, all of these people that are there that are being willing to put themselves at risk so that others might find healing. And we need to find ways in which we can support them through our prayers, through our giving, through our commitment, through our willingness to draw lines in our freedom so that there might be a space for healing and recovery. All over the world, people, not just Christians, are being affected by this. And when your body is sick, it affects everything. It affects our hearts, it affects our minds, it affects our spirits. But for those of us that have not been affected, this is a time for us to affect change. It's a time for us to look at other people and show them that they are more important to us than our ability to go out and buy things in person that they are more important to us than having stacks of toilet paper and gallons of hand sanitizer. 
that what's really important to us is making sure that this world reflects the goodness and the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who didn't come to condemn, but to forgive. And he came to heal the sick and to set the prisoner free. And if you're feeling like a prisoner right now, know that Christ will set you free too. That our liberation from our isolation and our quarantine shall come. And that when that day comes, we will have so much to celebrate and rejoice. It's incumbent upon us to use this time with great thought and intention and care. Let us not separate and pause, but let us find ways to continue to survive and indeed thrive in this midst. If you are looking for help, you are welcome to reach out to us here at Crozet United Methodist Church so that we can do all that we can to help you. Whether you are in need of food or supplies, reach out and let's see what we can do. But know that wherever you are, if you are hearing this message, that God has planted Christians near you and they are for you. May all of the love, the care, and the grace of Jesus Christ be manifest in us, not just for those in our homes and in our spheres, but in the world at large this day. May it be so. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. This is the time in our worship service when we would have our worshiping through our tithes and our offerings. And so I'm going to remind our people once more that if that's your habit or you would have come here and put something in our offering baskets, that it would be a perfect time for you to go online and do that because the ministry of the church don't stop. And we are continuing to reach out and provide and our staff are working remotely and from home. But the church continues because the needs of the people and the suffering in this world do not stop. And in some ways they have been multiplied. So thank you if you have been part of those who support us, not just with your prayers and your presence, but also your gifts and your service. And especially this day, your witness. We are thankful for all of those who make this church, this body of Christ possible much less the success that it is to bring honor and glory to God. Thank you very much on behalf of all of the leadership and the people of Crozet. And before I sign off here and leave you for your day, I want to offer us just one more thought. You're going to be encountering a lot of mixed messages, and, and you're going to have some reactions to other people's reactions. And the most important thing for us to remember is that we don't all think alike. We don't all have the same understanding of information or of God's providence or what God is doing. And so that's why there's over 64,000 different denominations in Christianity. It's really important for us to realize that if the way someone is reacting to these current circumstances are upsetting to you, that's an opportunity for you to choose to do one of two things. You can choose to let it slide and grant some grace to somebody who might be expressing their fear and their anxiety and their frustration. Or you could choose to say, you know, tell me more about that. I, I would really like to know your perspective. It differs from mine. I'd like to be in a conversation with you and find out because I'm sure we can learn from one another. It's an opportunity for us to recognize that some people cope through humor and some people are offended by it. Some people cope by looking to go on as if everything is normal so that they can hold things together. And some people really need to have space to just let everything fall to pieces before they can rebuild. No matter how you respond, I hope that you will continue to speak your truth to look for God's guidance, to especially be in prayer, and to be reminded that this is a time when you might have all kinds of negative reactions. But ultimately, we are called to be a people who put things back together in a way that help, lets us help ourselves and others. So may all that we do and say and post really be about bringing glory and hope. 
Let us continue to be the people that God came to bless the world with, not to become a further burden. And so before you go about your day, may this be a time for you to experience God in new and powerful ways. May the words of the scripture speak to you that nothing can separate you from God's love, even if you feel separated from one another. And ultimately, we are called to be those that don't become stumbling blocks for somebody else. We are called to be those who seek to make the paths wide, to open the doors and fling wide the gates. May we continue to do that so that all people everywhere will experience God's goodness and grace, and especially God's faith, hope, and love. May it be so. May you have a blessed day and continue to experience God's blessings and health. Go forth in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one now and forever. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful, and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.